0: What's up, Peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner Man. First off, you like this content that is coming your way. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that bell. Get all my notifications here on YouTube. But folks, if you're listening to this on any streaming podcast, whether it is Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, Breaker, the whole nine, anywhere there's a streaming podcast platform, we are there. Comment, like, share. Um, Give me a review, uh, a five-star comment, review everything. It helps the channel grow immensely. Uh, But, folks, today we're going to do a quick reaction video um, to Coach Sarkeesian's press conference here today uh, for August 15th. But prior to me getting into that, let's talk about our sponsors. Folks, support for the Nino's Corner podcast is brought to you by BetUS.com. Folks, go to BetUS.com. Uh, use the uh, promo code Nino's Corner and get a 125% sign-up bonus using the code Nino's Corner. And if you don't feel like doing that, folks, go down in the comments, go down in the description, and click on that link down there, and you will Uh, be routed straight to that 125% sign-up bonus. Football season is coming up, folks. You can even use it now for betting on preseason games, uh, UFC fights, boxing matches, the whole nine. You want to go get your 125% sign-up bonus using BetUS.com, promo code Nino's Corner. Also, folks, my second sponsor, folks, 20% – uh, uh, promo code. Uh, so, twenty percent off and free worldwide shipping. Uh, using the corner Nino's corner at Manscaped.com. Again, folks, twenty percent off promo code. Uh, and free worldwide shipping using the promo code Nino's corner at Manscaped.com. But, folks, today you guys are here for the reaction video, just uh, Steve Sarkeesian's press conference here today um, on August 15th, Uh, basically his first press conference after the scrimmage that happened here on Saturday where we had a lot of key injuries, um, you know, go down with Isaiah Nair being out for the season, Junior Angle being out for the season as well, Cole Hudson being out pretty much for possibly the – the remainder of uh, the uh, fall training here, but should be available for the first game. Uh, Rojo being out four to six weeks out for being out four to six weeks and jade Baron, you know, uh, Baron being out uh, four to five weeks as well. Um, but with no further ado, folks, let's go ahead and get into Steve Sarkeesian's press conference.
1: Well, I think a couple of things just to recap the scrimmage Saturday. Um, I thought the energy, the tempo um, was really good Saturday. You know, we, like you've been asking me and things that we talked about um, coming out of the off season, getting ready for camp, you know, what were some of the things of importance from a defensive perspective was the ball. And the ball was definitely alive Saturday. Uh, I think we had three interceptions. Uh, I think we caused uh, four fumbles, didn't recover all of them. Um, but that's a great start to attacking the football from a defensive perspective.
0: Let's pause there for a minute. Defense basically uh, got three picks, four fumbles. They didn't get all the fumbles recovered, but you know, but they stripped the ball four times. Basically, uh, that bodes well for the defense, uh, but it could bode bad for the offense as well. However, it will be interesting to see if Steve Sarkeesian is basically going to come out and say who threw those picks. You know, we've heard that it's been a combination of both of the quarterbacks. Um, however, uh, you know, three picks, four fumbles from the offensive side of the ball um, does not bode well. But that for the defensive side of the ball gives us a little bit of, uh, you know, I guess, hope that the defense is turning that shelf. I have full confidence in Stichoke Keeson's offense. I got a feeling that they're going to do fine um, this year, whether who's going to be starting at quarterback. Um, but to hear that the defense has been doing their thing here in the first scrimmage is very encouraging.
1: I thought the line of scrimmage um, was really physical on both sides of the ball, um, which was, which was good for us. Um, I thought seeing the young players in action, um, was obviously good to see to watch them run around first time, kind of being out there on the field by themselves, um, uh, in settings where you can go from all the different scenarios, and you see certain guys respond and certain guys that have work to do, and, that, and that's okay. But at least it gave us a little bit of a gauge um, on that front. Um, you know, obviously we you know we had a couple pretty significant injuries Saturday, um, losing junior uh, Anguilau, uh and Isaiah Nair to season-ending injuries, um, which was tough. Um, but that's, that's the game, you know, I mean, football is, is the game and that's why you got to continue to build depth. So they have other guys to step up and, and play. Uh, I hate it for them. I feel for those guys that both had really good off seasons, uh, to get ready for the season. So, um, you know, uh, my prayers go out to them and, and them getting better and getting healthy and, and coming back stronger than ever um and you know for us now it's next man up you know and we got to make sure that we've got those pieces in place which i think we've done a good job of in recruiting uh to ensure we, that we can do that so you know we got plenty of time we'll be okay on that front we had a couple other guys getting nicked up that are, that are going to be out for a short uh uh limited time uh roshan johnson uh jade baron and cole hudson so um no different than probably a lot of other teams about this time of camp you start to get nicked up unfortunately we had a couple Season ending, but, um, you know, like I said, the next guy's got to be able to step up and go. And unfortunately, you know, we lost a couple other guys for for a few days, maybe a week or two, uh, but they'll get themselves back. Um, I think the last order of business is just the, the suspension of a Jai halt.
0: All right, We're going to talk about a Jai halt next, but let's break down what Steve Sarkeesian basically said about the injuries here. You're looking at a guy like Junior Angolau, who you saw Cal Flood was moving around the whole offensive line. Um, he started off at at left guard this year, moved over to the right guard position. Um, you know, just just basically later on here in camp. But as of lately, he has been transitioning to be the second string center to. Uh, maybe take over the starting role over Jake Majors. Um, we all know that Cal Flood likes big humans on the offensive line. And Junior Engelow a guy who's 6'5", 330 pounds or so. Um, if you go back and look at that 2020 um, you know, Bama offensive line, the starting center there was Landon Dickinson, um, who was a transfer, I think, from Florida State. Uh, but he was the guy who was also 6'6", 330 pounds. So that's the kind of guys that Cal Flood likes, like bigger guys across the offensive line. And so if you pair him and put Junior Angle out at the center position, then you can start piecing together that offensive line with big humans around him um, to, to fortify that line and make sure that that line doesn't get moved not having junior angle out is going to potentially um, put Texas in a position to start uh, quite a bit of freshmen this year. And if you don't start the first couple games, you're I think by the end of the season, you're going to see two to three freshmen who are going to be starting on this offensive line junior angle leaving basically leaves one of the guard positions open. Um, if you, ha- if you take a look at the offensive line and what we project and think that it's going to look like it's a Kelvin banks, junior at the left tackle position at the left guard, probably a guy like Hayden Connor at the center, Jake Majors, um, a Cole Hudson at the right guard, um, and then a guy like Christian Jones at the right tackle. However, um, will, will Christian Jones be able to fight off some of those incoming freshmen? I think you have a guy like Kim Williams, who, who has played right tackle pretty much his whole career in high school, who is suited and basically trained to pay, you know, to, to play that position. We've heard, uh, you know, from the circus in the camps last fall or well this past spring where we had Kelvin banks go to a few camps and try to play right tackle. That's not his position. He's a left tackle. So he didn't look too good in the camps because it's hard to put a guy at right tackle. When he's been playing left tackle his whole career on that day and, and just flip the switch a guy like Cam Williams has been playing right tackle pretty much his whole career at Duncanville high school. So if he is able to step in and be an immediate impact at right tackle, Cal flood might just have to do that. And we might see three freshmen across this line. Now, the one thing I do want to note, he coach also said that Cole Hudson is also going to be out for an extended period of time, but he should be ready here for the first game of the season. If Cole Hudson is out, That's going to give a guy like DJ Campbell the opportunity to get a bunch of snaps and to get his feet underneath him. He's a little bit behind now because he did not come in the spring like Cole Hudson. He was the only offensive lineman from that seven-member freshman O-line class to actually enroll early. So DJ Campbell's probably now going to get those snaps, and maybe he can make up some ground there. But even if he does make up some ground there, Cole Hudson is the guy that, that you can't keep off the field. Um, because he's one of those guys that this staff really likes. And so if you have a guy like Cole Hudson that comes back and is ready for the for the first game of the year, um, and let's say a Christian Jones doesn't do what we want him to do, uh, Cam, let's say Cam Williams doesn't come in, he's not the guy to actually play that right tackle position. Now, if Kelvin Banks, if DJ Campbell, if Cole Hudson do shine like everybody is anticipating that they will how sweet would it be to have a lineup like a Kelvin Banks Jr., a a DJ Campbell at guard, Jake Majors at center, Cole Hudson at the other guard, and a Hayden Connor at the right tackle. But this is all here. This is all just speculation, folks. But with injuries comes opportunity for other players to shine. Texas went out and got seven offensive linemen in the 2022 cycle, which is great for them uh, to, to establish that depth. Um, and that's why they went out and got that many folks and that many players for the offensive line talking about Isaiah Nair, the next guy who's out for the complete season. This one blows. I think the most, this one hurts. This one hurts because it's that was an opportunity for Texas to get a bona fide number two or like a one B wide receiver that had no kidding, legitimate looks from the NFL average over 20 yards to catch when he was at Wyoming in the previous year. Um, however, this room, it's not a thin wide receiver room. Uh, you got an Xavier Worthy. If Jordan Whitaker can, can stay healthy, uh, one of the most, um, one of the best signings that Texas got in the transfer portal was getting Tariq Milton here from Iowa State. Um, that guy is a guy who can definitely back up a Jordan Whittington, but Jordan Whittington also has played across the entire um, offense when it comes to wide receiver. So maybe he can take that X wide receiver position that, um, you know, Nayer. Has has taken, and then you can slide a guy like Tariq Milton in there, or Chora Mary who we haven't seen in two years, but now he is running, um, and and actually running routes and not just straight line. So we have bodies there, and we have a Jai Hall who has an indefinite suspension, but coach is about to talk about that now. Let's go ahead and listen to it. Oh,
1: um, you know we're, we're working with a we're working with his family um, to get him in a, in a in a situation where where he can be. Uh, a really functional part of this team and um you know the goal for for him the goal for us uh, is to play great football at the University of Texas uh graduate from the University of Texas and uh, be a great teammate and walk out of here uh an even better person than than he did when he arrived and so we're putting all the pieces in place to to help him do that um when the time is right we'll have him back on our team um but uh you know, I think like anything, everybody's at a different stage of their career. Uh, My job as a coach is to put our players in the best position to be successful, not just in football, but in life, in the classroom. Uh, I felt like this, this situation called for that. Um, This was not something that was based off of one incident. This is, this is something that was a body of work that I felt like I need to help the young man. And that's what we're going to do. And I think that he's uh, been very receptive to it. And, um, hoping when he does come back and join us, uh, he's going to be in a really good spot to help contribute to the team.
0: Let's talk about what Steve Sarkeesian said about Ajay Hall. Ajay Hall is probably the guy who is, he has all the upside, a lot of potential. Um, he was the number one or number two wide receiver in the, the 2021 class. Um, so it was him and Xavier Worthy. Those were the two top, um, you know, wideouts pretty much in the country that year coming out. Um, so, Him actually being on this Texas roster, he was basically taking those second reps behind Isaiah Nayer, Uh, but he is indefinitely suspended, which is a good thing for Texas because since they didn't put a a no kidding timeline on this to say he's going to be missing a game or missing two games, they can pull back and bring, you know, Hall back whenever they need to. And in situations like this, Uh, Where we've had a guy like Nayer who has gotten hurt. Guess what, folks? We're probably going to see Ajay Hall come back a little bit sooner than people thought he was going to come back. um, Because guess what, folks? Talent wins games. Talent talent wins games, man. You can have the scheme all you want, but but if you don't have the players to run that scheme, it's not going to be successful. Um, Jai Hall is a rare talent, a guy who is tall, rangy, fast, a great catch radius. Um, if he can just keep his hands on the ball, it'd be amazing. He can do great things here at Texas. But what I did like with coach Sarkeesian said about this, that he is working with his family and this isn't the first incident that Jai Hall has had here at Texas. Yep. You know, we all understand he got kicked off the team at, at Alabama came down to Texas and he's had multiple incidents from, from basically what coach is saying right now. This isn't the first incident. However, He's willing to work with this kid. Make sure that he doesn't waste that talent. This is probably his last shot when it comes to playing D one football. You know, to leave a program like Alabama and have an opportunity to resurrect yourself in a new team in Texas and follow the offensive coordinator who recruited you to Alabama gives him an opportunity to have a second chance at football. He can't screw this up. Jha Hall cannot screw this up. He's gotta. He's got to. Uh, get everything sewed up up here mentally to make sure that he is the best quality player that Texas can have here on campus for this season. I think, I think Steve Sarkisian can get the best out of him. I think Brennan Marion can definitely get the best out of him. Um, these guys know about second chances, all right? You know, these guys know about what it means to have a second chance and how much that, how much it, how much work it takes to be able to um, produce on that second chance Life's a struggle, and just because you beat one instance doesn't mean you you got it that you can you know, like put your guard down and stop fighting. Yeah, you got to always have your guard up. You got to continue to fight, and that's something that I think Steve Sarkeesian and Coach Brandon Marion can teach Hall to ensure that he stays in the field and becomes a productive player in the field, and also a productive player in life, like Coach said, to become a better man once he's off the football field.
1: ACLs. Both of them had ACLs. And, ACLs. And were they contact drills? Um, uh, there were uh, no one. Isaiah's was was non-contact. Uh, juniors was kind of in the in the midst of the fray, but technically it was non-contact when it occurred. There was no contact by anybody else. The juniors injury, I you know you all like to cross train and have yeah. multiple positions, but does that bring you all more guard or center with the
0: team?
1: Um, uh, I, I'd probably go a little bit more with center uh, with him just being that first backup to Jake. Um, you know, now you're, you know, I, you know, I still feel comfortable about Cole Hudson being able to play center. I still feel pretty good about Connor Robertson play, being able to play center and Logan Parr has center experience. So we're, we're not, you know, we came into camp very deep at that position um, intentionally. Um, so I don't think we're in dire straits anywhere. Uh, but what it does, you know, it again, it puts our young players in a position to see who can step up and who can fill those spots as they present themselves. And so, whether it's Cole Hudson, a DJ Campbell, uh, a Neto, you know, some of these guys are going to get real opportunities to step into those positions. Um, you know, obviously Hayden Connor has been doing a nice job for us at guard. So there's going to be a great competition. And like every other position, competition should bring out the best in the guys that are that are in the midst of it. Yeah, that was, that was great.
0: That's something that I, you know, guys, if you guys have been following the channel, something that I did not want to happen to Texas to have a, you know, a a freshman fat five when it comes to, you know, playing on the playing on the offensive line. But I don't think we're gonna have a fat five playing when it comes to freshmen. But like I said before, and even coach just said it now, junior angle out not being in, Cole Hudson not being in for, you know, a period of practice now, it's gonna give um some more of those younger players opportunities to shine. And so you Know he named them by name, you know. Um, I think everybody knows Kevin Banks Jr. is trying to get that left tackle spot. I mean, I think it's like the, the writing's on the wall there. But he said DJ Campbell, Neto, you know, um, Cole Hudson. He's he's naming off guys that have the potential to come in and play right away. And so when he starts to name certain guys, those are the guys from the top of his head, those are the guys who he has seen in practice who he's probably been impressed with. And that's why he's naming those names. Um, but yeah, this is an opportunity for these seven young freshmen who have come in his 2020 class to get some no kidding live reps. And these guys are going to have to be ready to play. And so um, everything that Coach Sarkeesian, everything that Coach Cal Flood has been teaching to these kids and preaching to these kids is that the best person will play and that you're going to have opportunity to start. If you are the best person, it's literally going to come true here um, for the 2022 season.
1: I think, I think we'll have them back by then. Um, again, you know, we're not in a position where we have to rush them back, uh, but I, I sure don't want them sitting off to the side and getting rusty. Yeah. Um, so, you know, hopefully we can get them back, you know, at some point before week one of the season. But if it takes that long, it takes that long. But do you uh, – because now you're down two receivers. Do you go in that room and try to get them up to and pump them up, but who needs to step up, you know, fill up the way? Like that. um you know i think coach marion does a heck of a job first of all coaching those guys um i think that we've got really good leadership in that room obviously with jordan whittington xavier worthy um we've had some some players start to emerge and start start to take really positive steps in a direction where we're starting to count on um you know casey kane's been a guy to me that's been Case a really Kane. pleasant surprise uh this training camp has made some plays um you know, I, I think that, um, you know, as I touched on, we're starting to see some steps in Troy O'Meary. Um, we have high expectations for Brandon Thompson, Savion Red. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I'm sure I'm leaving some people out. But the goal is to make sure that when we go play in that first game, we've got our frontline crew ready to go and that we've got the crew behind the, that front frontline um, that is capable to go in uh, when needed. And uh, I think we'll get to that spot. You know, we... Like, like we do every training camp in our system, we put a lot on the receivers uh, about the first eight nine days, and then now from here to the first ball game, it's a it's a lot of fine tuning, a lot of detailed work that uh, that they're getting now. So,
0: so that's good to hear. Um, you know, having a guy like Xavier Worthy and Jordan Whittington, those are going to be your top dogs. I think with the offensive line issues that Texas is having with with, with Junior being out. I think we're going to see a lot of 12 personnel, folks. And this is going to be basically 12 personnel is one tailback, two tight ends. And those two tight ends, folks, I think we're going to see a lot of JT Sanders, Gunner Helm. Um, watched a, a video today from uh, Inside Texas, you know, with Bobby Burton and Jerry Hamilton. And they basically said that look out for, um, uh, you know, for Juan Davis, you know. And Juan Davis, one of those freakish athletic guys, reminds me, I'm not going to say he is a – like a little Jordan Humphrey, but he reminds me of, of, of him where he did a little bit of everything. He played some running back, played a little bit, you know, like quarterback, played some wide receiver. He was an athlete, That's and that's what, you know, um, Humphrey was here when he was at Texas. So he kind of profiles, to me, that kind of player. Um, but I think we're going to see a lot of 12 personnel where we're going to have two tight ends there, one to the stretch the field, you know, probably a JT Sanders to a stretch the field, or a one uh, Davis, and then probably a Gunner Ham who's going to be able to chip, block, and also slip and get some catches as well. But that that wide receiver room is not as thin as people think. You know, like we said, Xavier Worthy, uh, Jordan winnington coach gave praise now, you know, to Troy basically. That he is, he is, you know, starting to fill himself now. Um, and then we got, like you said, high expectations for a guy like Brennan Thompson, who's a 10, 200 meter guy. Just get the ball in his hands and let him go. Nobody's gonna. Nobody's gonna be able to stay in front of that kid. Let him get a uh, you know a fly up the field a few times a game. Take a shot. He's that fast. Uh, Save young red. I'm the president of his fan club. I've loved this game since he was. He was at Grand Prairie, I think. Um, but this kid was everything. I mean, he was the quarterback. He played everything. Um, wide receiver, running back. He was it. And said he was the reason why his team was in the playoffs. And he's a guy that. Let's be honest. If this guy would have played wide receiver his whole career at a at a better school where he could focus on wide receiver, he'd be a four star wide receiver, hands down. Reminds me a lot of a Devin Duvernay. Not as fast as Devin Duvernay, but just the build, a guy who has that 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 running back ability when he gets the ball, when he catches the ball, he's like a running back. Um, so it's 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 kind of refreshing to see somebody with that kind of skill. But that kind of physicality at the wide receiver position. You can see Coach Sarkeesian is very high on him. Um, he he called him out by name. Um, so yeah, Tariq Milton's gonna be another guy who has some experience in the Big 12, a guy who averaged 20 yards to catch just a couple seasons ago at Iowa State, to getting injured. So we got some guys and some bodies in that room. Casey Kane's another guy that he mentioned, very surprised at that as well. But that's a hey guys, everybody who comes in. It's not going to be a ready-made Xavier Worthy, ready to step in and play day one. Casey Kane is one of those guys who has to develop, and that's what a program is supposed to do. Everybody's not going to be ready. Everybody's on a five-star blue-chip kid who's going to come in and play immediately, and that's what Texas has been relying on here for the last decade is playing kids way before they're supposed to get played. Casey Kane might be a really good player here at Texas here this year in the years coming, but he had to develop, and that's what's supposed to happen. And You're seeing he's naturally developed, and we're seeing and hearing that he's been a great deep ball threat for Quinn Ewers when he's on the field. You ask guys to learn multiple
1: positions, not pigeonholing guys. How much does that help manufacture depth and help at times right now when maybe you've got some positional flex to move guys around and figure out who's the best combination? Well, I think it's huge. You know, I think that at the end of the day the two guys that are probably the most comfortable playing anywhere on the field are Xavier and Jay Witt. And so that's, that's very comforting yep. knowing your two most experienced guys can play anywhere, are the most comfortable going anywhere, playing any spot. I think Tariq Milton um, is another guy. His experience has helped experience. him learn to where he feels very comfortable going anywhere. I think Casey Kane could line up anywhere. Development. Some of the younger players sometimes are a little bit more limited to what they know uh, but the goal is we keep trying to push and keep trying to get them to learn clearly you can we saw it with Xavier last year he played played just about every position for us. so um, do I expect him to have it all through 10 practices no uh, that probably wouldn't be very re- realistic but that doesn't mean we're going to stop coaching him. so um, at the end um, you know when we get ready to go play our first ball game you know, the goal is to feel really comfortable with six guys that can go in that game and, regardless of the situation in the game, feel good about what they can do. Um, but we definitely need those first three to be ready to go play and play at a really high level. Did either of the quarterbacks in the scrimmage do not have to the starting role? Uh, not yet, no. Um, not that they – you know, they played fine. Um, I think they all – you know, I think the offense in general probably looked at this, the film and said, man, we had some missed opportunities, um, whether it was um, – Throws that maybe weren't where they needed to be at what time and with the right accuracy. I think we had a couple drops from a receiver standpoint that I know those guys would love to have back that could have created explosive plays. Um, the running game obviously created some explosive plays for so I think offensively they're probably looking at like ah we missed some ops uh, but that's like that's good you know I, I want them to feel that way not walking out of there thinking man we didn't do anything they, they created enough explosive plays but there were more there. Um, that I think they they were chopping at the bit to, to get back out there and go attack again.
0: That's why.
1: Yeah, I would say it's tight. Um, I would say both guys are working very hard. Um, they both got great attitudes. I've actually talked to both of them separately just about their kind of their mindset, the room, how they're working with and, and with one another, but yet competing with one another. Um, but I think they both are, are are operating and doing it at a high level, and I think both of them recognize. Man, there's room for me to improve, and I found the other guy. He's thinking, man, there's room for room for me to improve, and that's that's what I love. They're not worried about what the other guy's doing. Their focus is on what what they're doing now and what they can do moving forward, and that's I think what's making it really healthy.
0: We got a good quarterback battle here, folks, and um, you know it's going to be interesting to see who who takes this job. Um, I think you know people have bet money that Quinn would be the guy, but it's looking like Hudson's doing a good job as well of uh, keeping this thing close and and possibly has to lead here. So this this is a good quarterback battle. You can see both players want to make each other better, um, and we'll see, folks, who's going to win this. Yeah. Offensive guy you just see the ball on the ground four times. Yeah. I mean, how
1: much is that? Eat that you? Well, you know. I think the, the way a couple of them came out are very fixable things. Um, you know, it wasn't so much that we were just running with the ball loose. Um, I think it was the finish to a couple of the plays. Um, I think one started with a exchange with the quarterback in the center that led to a poor exchange to the running back, which in turn led to he didn't get a great grip on the ball and got hit and the ball came out what I love is that the defense took advantage of those things when they presented themselves. Uh, So I think offensively, I was probably um, a little more concerned with a couple of the interceptions, especially when they occurred and how they occurred. Uh, But again, that's, that's our job to coach it and coach it out of the guys to, uh, to eliminate those.
0: So like key facts is what the coach saying here is that it was ball handling, basically the center to the quarterback, quarterback to the running back. So the center didn't get the ball to the quarterback cleanly. Quarterback doesn't get a clean ball, gets it to the running back not cleanly, and that caused a fumble. Guys shouldn't really worry. I mean, that could come from the third-string center, hitting the ball off to Hudson Card or well, actually snapping the ball to Hudson or Quinn. It could be um, a guy who's who's brand new at the center position, meaning a freshman who hasn't played center. I mean, so, yeah, so coach isn't really too worried about it. Like he said, what he's worried about is those interceptions. And maybe this is where um, a quarterback's not seeing a safety, um, a quarterback trying to fit a ball in into a window um, that he probably can't get it into. Um, but he can't be too mad at that either because practice is the time where you should be able to Try to figure out if you can make that throw, and if you and if you can't make it in practice, then you're probably not going to try to attempt that throw in the game. So practice is where you're supposed to screw up, basically, right? And then once the game comes, you you know what your limitations are, what things you can do because you have practiced that over and over and over, and you know exactly what you can do within that offense. What was the psyche like after the injuries on Saturday and today when he got back out there considering all the adversity? Talk.
1: I did. The psyche was great, and we, we competed our tail off Saturday. Um, uh, we, uh, we ran well over 100 plays. It was well over 100 degrees. We conditioned afterwards. They ran gassers. There was great spirit on the team. Uh, we had an off day yesterday and came out and had one of our more energized practices we've had in camp. So I think the psyche is really good. Uh, we've got good leadership on the team, and we've got a lot of hungry young players that provide a lot of juice as well. Every question refreshing to see. Uh, I mean, you know, as a coach, you know, I'm of the adage, you get what you emphasize, you know, and and we've obviously emphasized culture, uh, team bond, accountability here for nearly eight months. And uh, to see it come out and come to fruition, especially through a time when when maybe guys weren't feeling as good, um, that's a positive, you know, And, and what I saw even Saturday, you know, some of the younger players, you know, maybe get frustrated because they were going the wrong way or making a mistake or the ball didn't come their way, which is understandable. They're, they're trying to figure it out. I saw veteran players go over and take the lead.
0: They didn't wait for the coach to come and do it. They took the lead. So Player all those team. things to me are, are really positive because um, we put a lot of time
1: and effort into it. And for us to be the team that we want to be, um, it, that connectivity is, is critical to our success. I think tomorrow's practice, is that going to be – Kind of a vanilla deal or is this a full full scale? Practice? I mean, we're gonna practice. Don't get me wrong, it'll be a it'll be a good practice. Uh
0: so the guy asked a question because Tuesday is supposed to be the fan practice where the fans can come see the practice. So basically, I think we all understand this is gonna be a very vanilla practice. That's what coach is you know basically trying to say. Uh this is gonna be a very, very, very vanilla practice. But
1: it'll be uh grandma's cookies without uh, without the secret ingredients you know, <laughs> you know, it's gonna be uh
0: grandma's cookies without the secret ingredient that's funny as hell coach
1: probably scaled down watered down i'd love to go out and show all our stuff um the problem is you know with social media people like to film and put it out there and then you know i got you know joe from ulm watching you know billy up in the stands filming our practice so that part's unfortunate because i love to um, show all the cool stuff we've been working on, but unfortunately, uh, that's just the nature of the structure of it all. I love the fact that we get to get out and be around our fans and them to see that our guys work and work hard. But schematically, uh, it'll be pretty vanilla. Yes, yeah, we're going back to the wideouts. Now, obviously, there's there's an opportunity for the younger guys to step up and maybe earn some reps and targets. What do you want to see from like you know Brandon Thompson, Xavier Grad, those guys? Well, I think one is consistency. You know, I, I think for us in our system. Um the first the first challenge to, to be counted on to play is you, one you have to know what to do. Uh, the second one is you need to know how to do it. Um, I don't really care if they know why we're, they're doing it that way right now, but they need to know what to do and how to do it, and then they need to use their skill set and skill set and go play fast. They're, they're both very talented young men. So that's what we're working through is that consistency. Of, of play, of, of what to do and how to do it, and then do it with them using their skill set to, to be as electric as they can be. Do not buy solar panels if you... Li-
0: so, folks, when you take a look at this and you hear Steve Sarkeesian's press conference, you kind of get the idea. I don't think he's too worried about the offense. I think he understands that He's going to have probably better quarterback play this year. So the offense is probably going to click a little bit better this year. I think he understands that he has playmakers. Um, he has to make sure that his playmakers can stay healthy. However, he has recruited well um, at the skill positions, um, at the running back positions, also at the wide receiver positions. Um, so I think he's going to be fine at the skill position players. Um, the only saving grace, I'm going to get to these injuries, the only saving grace that we have with these injuries is that it did happen early. and So this gives the opportunity for these younger players uh, to step up and 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 try to be the best that they can be right now. It gives them an opportunity to step up and do what they know that they can do and what we want them to do right now. They don't have to wait until the last week of the season. You know, we hate injuries. Uh, however, the earlier the injuries happen – the more opportunity we, and the more time we have to prepare the players uh, who might've been second string to step up and be first stringers and starters out there and uh, be ready for the first game of the season against Louisiana Monroe. Um, but folks, that was the reaction video to Sark's August 15th presser. Uh, let me know what you guys think about the presser. Leave comments, like share, subscribe. And on that note, folks, do you, don't be afraid to fail. I grow your environment. understand your brilliance. And horns always up. Hook em.